Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 11 The Hound in the Red Jersey, Part 1 Bobby knew the secret now. A sheet of old newspaper wrapped around a parcel. Just a little chance like that had given the secret to her. And she had to go down to tea and pretend that there was nothing the matter. The pretense was bravely made, but it wasn't very successful. For when she came in, everyone looked up from tea and saw her pink-lidded eyes and her pale face with red tear blotches on it. My darling, cried Mother, jumping up from the tea tray. Whatever is the matter? My head aches, rather said Bobby, and indeed it did. Has anything gone wrong? Mother asked. I'm all right, really, said Bobby, and she telegraphed to her mother from her swollen eyes this brief, imploring message, not before the others. Tea was not a cheerful meal. Peter was so distressed by the obvious fact that something horrid had happened to Bobby that he limited his speech to repeating, more bread and butter, please, at startlingly short intervals. Phyllis stroked her sister's hand under the table to express sympathy and knocked her cup over as she did it. Fetching a cloth and wiping up the spilt milk helped Bobby a little, but she thought that tea would never end. Yet at last it did end, as all things do at last. And when Mother took out the tray, Bobby followed her. She's gone to own up, said Phyllis to Peter. I wonder what she's done. Broken something, I suppose, said Peter. But she needn't be so silly over it. Mother never rouse for accidents. Listen. Yes, they're going upstairs. She's taking Mother up to show her. The water jug with storks on it, I expect it is. Bobby in the kitchen had caught hold of Mother's hand as she set down the tea things. What is it? Mother asked. But Bobby only said, Come upstairs. Come up where nobody can hear us. When she had got Mother alone in her room, she locked the door and then stood quite still and quite without words. All through tea, she had been thinking of what to say. She had decided that I know all, or all is known to me, or the terrible secret is a secret no longer, would be the proper thing. But now that she and her mother and that awful sheet of newspaper were alone in the room together, she found that she could say nothing. Suddenly she went to mother and put her arms around her and began to cry again, and still she could find no words, only, Oh, Mammy, oh, Mammy, oh, Mammy, over and over again. Mother held her very close and waited. Suddenly Bobby broke away from her and went to her bed. From under her mattress she pulled out the paper she had hidden there and held it out, pointing to her father's name with a finger that shook. Oh, Bobby, Mother cried, when one little quick look had shown her what it was. You don't believe it. You don't believe Daddy did it. No, Bobby almost shouted. She had stopped crying. That's all right, said Mother. It's not true, and they've shut him up in prison, but he's done nothing wrong. He's good and noble and honorable, and he belongs to us. We have to think of that and be proud of him and wait. Again, Bobby clung to her mother, and again only one word came to her, but now that word was Daddy, and Oh, Daddy, oh, Daddy, oh, Daddy, again and again. Why didn't you tell me, Mummy? she asked presently. Are you going to tell the others? Mother asked. No. Why? Because. Exactly, said Mother. So you understand why I didn't tell you. We, too, must help each other to be brave. Yes, said Bobby. Mother, will it make you more unhappy if you tell me all about it, 
I want to understand. So then, sitting cuddled up close to her mother, Bobby heard all about it. She heard how those men who had asked to see father on that remembered last night when the engine was being mended had come to arrest him, charging him with selling state secrets to the Russians, with being, in fact, a spy and a traitor. She heard about the trial and about the evidence, letters found in father's desk at the office, letters that convinced the jury that father was guilty. Oh, how could they look at him and believe it? cried Bobby. And how could anyone do such a thing? Someone did it, said mother, and all the evidence was against father. Those letters. Yes, how did the letters get into his desk? Someone put them there, and the person who put them there was the person who was really guilty. He must be feeling pretty awful all this time, said Bobby thoughtfully. I don't believe he had any feelings, mother said hotly. He couldn't have done a thing like that if he had. Perhaps he just shoved the letters into the desk to hide them when he thought he was going to be found out. Why don't you tell the lawyers or someone that it must have been that person? There wasn't anyone that would have hurt father on purpose, was there? I don't know. I don't know. The man under him who got Daddy's place when the awful thing happened, he was always jealous of your father because Daddy was so clever and everyone thought such a lot of him. And Daddy never quite trusted that man. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more all at the end of the road